Welcome to Wellness with KC, the podcast. I'm your host and wellness bestie, Karen Catania, and my purpose as a certified integrative nutrition coach is to guide women on their health and wellness journey in a balanced and sustainable way. Join me every week for casual, unfiltered chats that are designed to inspire and empower you to live your best life. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So excited you are here today for a quick little Q&A style podcast. So I decided to take the questions that you guys asked me on that Instagram story that I posted last week and answer them here live. I thought that that would be fun and different. And yeah, so let's get into it. The first question is the most perfect question to start this podcast. And it sounds like I wrote it myself, but I didn't. I'm keeping this anonymous, but Kayla, you know who you are. I'm just using a first name here. Thank you so much for asking this question because it is it is just so perfect to start this podcast episode with. Um, And she asked, what made you go into health coaching? And, you know, looking back, it seems so obvious. If you know me or grew up with me, you're a friend of mine, um, you're probably like, no brainer, you are your mom, 2.0. And that's because growing up, I was very fortunate to live in a household where my parents cooked home-cooked meals almost every single night. We barely um, ate out. We barely had fast food, like, if ever. And, you know, they just prioritized cooking, and it was really great. I always had home-cooked meals. Um, But my mom in particular, she also cared about other things. So she, you know, she was really what drove – I guess, the organic and non-toxic and all the things in our household, right? So she was buying organic groceries before organic was cool, before it was like on trend, you know what I mean? Um, She was looking at personal care products and the ingredients in personal care products back when there were barely any clean beauty brands. Like I'm talking very little and the brands that did exist, honestly, they sucked. And so I would always be so mad at her because I'm like, She's giving me, you know, this deodorant. I'm, I'm like, this deodorant doesn't work. Why can't I just use, like, Secret? All my friends are using it. Like, it it works fine. I feel like I smell. Or I'm sweating. Or I'm just not – this doesn't work. Or <clears throat> she'd give me a shampoo or whatever it was. And I always just felt like, why can't I be normal? Why can't I use the normal stuff? Because the clean personal care products did not work at that time. And there were not a lot of options to get something that actually worked. But she knew that at the end of the day, the ingredients mattered. And she wanted me, as I was growing up, as a teenager where my hormones were changing, all the things, to have quality products. Um, So, you know, I appreciate that now looking back. But obviously, like during that time, I was like, what is going on? I don't care about any of this. Um, You know, even when I was in school, I remember, so funny, I was in elementary school, middle school, I don't know. um, But all my friends were eating like cocoa puffs. And if they'd come over, I'm eating like cocoa chimps. (laughs) Like, I was so embarrassed, um, but looking back, I so appreciate it, and yeah, I she really inspired me to get into this lifestyle. Obviously, as I, you know, moved out of the house, I didn't necessarily prioritize these things at first um, until I started doing my own research and really just realized how important the decisions that she made 
in our home mattered and were and why I should be making the same ones. Um, So now I am her 2.0 and I genuinely just want to help people understand because here's the thing. There's three reasons, in my opinion, why somebody would not eat healthier or choose safer products. Number one is they don't have the means, right? Usually it is a little bit more expensive, but there are ways to make it more affordable, right? You don't have to get everything organic. You can focus on the, you know, dirty dozen list, right? The the ones that are heavily um, loaded with pesticides, right? You can focus on those first and not get other stuff organic until you have that ability. Um, or they maybe they don't care, right? They don't care. They know why uh, ingredients matter, but they don't think long-term it's going to affect them. And number three, which I think is where majority of us, majority of Americans, they fit in, is they don't know. They see organic, they see clean, they see non-toxic, but they don't truly know what that means, right? Because it's most people's thoughts that how could something be sold if it wasn't safe, right? I've heard that a million times. And honestly, the only way that we can um, show people this and kind of open their eyes is by education, right? In order to get people to see that you know, just because something is sold does not mean it is safe. The only way we can get there is through education. And I'm not saying I want to educate someone so they have to buy organic or non-toxic or clean or whatever you want to call it. But I want to educate people so that they can make their own decision. If they still know about this stuff and they fall in bucket two where, yeah, they know what it, they know the ingredients, they know all the information, but they don't think it's going to affect them long term and they're comfortable with their decision on what they're buying. That's amazing, right? And I talk about this all the time, but I just believe that we as consumers need informed consent with what we're buying. Um, so that's some, like one of the biggest reasons why I decided to go into health coaching. In addition to that, I started to realize that as women in particular, I've watched as my friends, my cousins, my family members who have struggled with infertility and I'm like, what? Like, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. Why is everyone struggling with infertility when years ago, like, this didn't exist at this scale? And I started to realize that we as women are so undereducated about our bodies, about our hormones, what they do. And when we are educated about them, we're told that our hormones are the reason that we're going through these issues. And so we view our hormones as our enemy. When in reality, as women, our hormones are our superpower. And if we can get and like um, tune into that, we would be so much better off. And so that's another reason I went into health coaching because I want to change that narrative. Our hormones are what makes us incredible. Our hormones are what makes us our superpower. What we have to do is tap into that. What we have to do is truly understand them. And unfortunately, that burden falls on us in terms of education and ingredients and education in terms of hormones and in education in terms of how our lifestyle factors affect our health. I mean, 90% of chronic disease is not from genetics. It is from lifestyle 
factors and habits, right? Your genetics load the gun, but your lifestyle habits pull the trigger. And I just said a lot there, but those are all different um, reasons why I went into health coaching because I want to be a part of that change. I want to help people feel good. And I feel very fortunate to have grown up the way that I did. And I want to help and guide other women who maybe didn't get that chance, right? They didn't get that um, that childhood experience because I know that most people didn't. And I'm very thankful for it. I mean, I just told you that during the time I was not, I was so angry that I couldn't have normal stuff. But looking back, I appreciate it. And, you know, I want to help other people. I want to, I want to be what my mom is and was to me at that time. She guided me on this journey. Um, and I want to, I want to do that for other women. So that's kind of why I got into health coaching. I want to help change people's lives. I want to, I just love the mission behind it, if I'm being completely honest. So yeah, that's kind of my story there. Um, the next question is, what are your thoughts on candles during the holidays? Um, listen, I was, I'm a recovering candle addict. If you go back in my podcast episodes, you can look with one um it was with brianna i forgot what it's called but i'll take a look but anyway it's i love candles um they're they're amazing they make your house smell so good like everyone loves a good cozy candle during the fall and winter months however fragrance and the there's just a lot of issues with candles and ingredients right um and i actually did a post about this i think by the time you listen to this probably two weeks ago so you can go back to my profile um but the candle industry is a four billion dollar plus industry right they're marketing their products in terms of how they're going to make you feel right you're going to feel cozy it just smells so nice it feels warm right all those feelings But what they're not telling you, what they don't want you to know is that most candles pollute indoor air quality. They're filled with carcinogens, so ingredients that are known to cause cancer, and also endocrine disruptors, so ingredients that affect our hormones. Again, as women, things that are marketed to us because of how they're going to make us feel, but at the same time, they're going to affect and disrupt our endocrine system and our hormones. Um... So scented candles, whether lit or not, they release VOCs into the air. So those are chemicals like benzene, uh, formaldehyde, all of which are carcinogens. And then 72% of fragranced products contain endocrine disruptors called phthalates. So these are ingredients that are going to disrupt our endocrine system. They're going to disrupt our hormones. And honestly, I believe fragrance is a really big concern, especially phthalates and endocrine disrupting chemicals. And when we're talking about infertility and all of these health issues that are so um, common now, I was going to say normal, but it's common, not normal, right? Um, so that's that's a huge reason um, why I stay away from conventional candles. And fragrance, that one word, can conceal up to 5,000 different chemical constituents. So it's like we're, we don't even know what we're putting into our air. And a report from the Environmental Protection Agency 
referenced research on conventional candles that measured traces of lead and formaldehyde above cancer-causing thresholds, okay, among other chemicals that are harmful to health. So I did a whole post about this. I just read to you what was in my post. Um, But there are safer candle options. I really love Fontana candles. I also love essential oils. I know that some people... Don't love them, but I, I I love them. I think that they're cozy. I got my husband to love them. So we use, um, we got the Aria. It's this beautiful diffuser um, from Young Living. Regardless on if you use their oils or not, you can get the diffuser because it's stunning. And yeah, we love it. It makes such a cozy, cozy vibe. Um, so yeah, that is candles. Sorry, if you just heard that, I went into my Instagram story to see some other questions, um, cause I'm just winging this right now. Um, what are your thoughts on juice cleanses? Well, I actually just said juice cleanses, but I'm just gonna say, what are your thoughts on juice cleanses? Um, cause I think that was probably the question. Uh, I think that they are band-aids. Your uh, juice cleanses are often marketed to us as a way to detox your body. There is no thing as a as a detox, right? Your body detoxes itself every single day, every single day through our sweat, through our urine, through our feces, through you know all these different areas. And juice cleanses may help very temporarily, but they don't do much long term. Um, and honestly, I don't think that they're they support our hormones. Um, as as women especially, we need a good balance of carbs, healthy fats, like all these things that we were taught to fear. We actually need them in our diet to regulate our hormones properly. Um, So I'm not a big fan of juice cleanses. I do love juices like celery juice. And someone asked me about celery juice. Um, I love celery juice. I think that it's incredible. I encourage you to check out the medical medium. Um, Some people love him. Some people hate him. But he has these incredible success stories of people using celery juice. I mean, it's it's literally wild. Um, so yeah, there is that. Um, and then let me go back. Hold on one second to see some more questions. Okay. Sorry. I realized I didn't read the, or answer the celery juice question. Um, I just kind of talked about it for a second. So let me go back, answer that. Um, celery juice is powerful because of its anti-inflammatory properties. So it's a really great juice to drink, um, you know, for people who suffer suffer with like chronic illnesses that are caused by inflammation, autoimmune disorders, um, things like that. But here's the thing. It's you want to drink celery juice by itself. So you don't want to. There's a lot of um, juices out there that taste a lot better than just straight celery juice. Like, let's be honest. But they have other ingredients in it. Like, usually they'll have, like, apples or sometimes they'll have kale and spinach and other things that are great for you. But you're not going to get the full benefit. So if you are going on celery juice for um, inflammation and you are using it like in a juice with other ingredients, um, try just doing straight celery juice. It tastes awful, not going to lie. You get a little bit used to it, but um, drink it by itself um, and drink it on an empty 
stomach. So that is kind of the tea on celery juice. But again, I encourage you to check out um, the medical medium and hear his success stories. I know there's a lot of skeptics when it comes to some of his other stuff, but for celery juice, I mean, the success stories that he has is just insane. Um, You really like can't even make that up. Um, What else? So I have a question in here asking what supplements do I use? So supplements are very highly individualized. And the goal, the goal of anything is to reduce the amount of supplements you need. And in order to reduce the amount of supplements you need to take, you have to focus on your nutrition, right? You have to focus on what you're eating, your lifestyle habits, all the things. Because if you're taking, let's just say, melatonin every night for a good quality sleep, why aren't you sleeping in the first place? Now your body's used to getting this pill every single day, when in reality, we should be focusing on your lifestyle factors, your stress, what you're eating, all the things that affect sleep so we can help you sleep naturally. Um, So eventually, you will not need melatonin. So there are definitely um, supplements that I do take, um, but I I would, I'm cautious to kind of just talk about my supplements because it's an individualized approach and it depends on you and your lifestyle. Um, you know, most people, I would say, are are deficient in vitamin D. So vitamin D is usually a good one to um, take, especially in the winter months. But again, that depends on you. Are you deficient like majority of Americans or are you one of the few who aren't and you don't need it? Um, you know, I like taking vitamin C. I like taking um, probiotics for my gut health. Um, but I really don't take a lot of supplements. And the goal of of mine and for my clients is to re- eventually reduce the supplements that you're taking because you're getting everything that you need from your food and your lifestyle factors. That is that is the goal, right? Um, so yeah, so I'm not saying uh, supplements are bad or good. I'm just saying you shouldn't have to rely on taking something long term. Um, and I did just like a follow up on that. I did get a question on probiotics. Someone asked what's the difference between prebiotics and probiotics. So prebiotics are what feed your, your healthy gut bacteria. So it's going to, um, feed and promote the growth of that bacteria. Whereas probiotics actually is that good bacteria that is entering in your body and your gut. So it's putting more good bacteria in your body that eventually will die off. Um, that's why you take it every day. You t- And you'll see, like, um, it'll say, like, X amount of live cultures, right? There's different different strains, different all the things when it comes to probiotics. That's a podcast episode in itself. Um, but not all of them are going to survive and make it to your gut. So the prebiotics help feed your existing healthy gut bacteria to promote more of it. Um, All right. So I think that wraps up questions today. I thought that this was really fun. Let me know what you guys think. If you guys like this, I will do more of them. So yeah, that is it. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll chat with you next week. 
Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so proud of you for showing up today for your future self. If you have any topic recommendations or are looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at wellnesswithkc. If this episode helped you in any way, don't forget to drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on or share this episode on your social media. My goal is to help as many women as possible, and I really appreciate you for being a part of this journey and this mission with me. So thank you again for being here, and I will see you next week.